What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Athletes Special Podcast. I am your host, Spencer Brown, followed up with my co-host, Ray Rivera. What is going on, everybody? We are excited for another episode, and um, I'm just going to start right into this by kind of just asking you, Ray, how has your week been? And then from there, we have an exciting little Q&A that we're going to be doing from my Instagram and answering just relevant questions about running. But let's start this off, Ray. How has your week been? What have you been up to? Dude, my week has been all right. Uh I don't I've been tired, man. I I've I'm up to 40 I did 47 miles last week. I'm on 50 this week. So the 6 week build is finally over. Uh, about to start working out. So it's exciting, but like I'm just tired as shit, not going to lie. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that for sure. I, I think that like my vibes that I had last week or whenever we were kind of getting deep and stuff like that is sort of similar to how you're feeling now with just, I wouldn't even say like the negative parts of running, but like, I just, I totally get what you're feeling. Like you're, you're in the grind. You're in the total grind where like, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, filming this right now at, or we're recording this at like six thirty. Like I, I worked out today. You, you were grinding today running. So like, it, it's just, it's a period of time where we're both kind of tired, but um, I, I, I feel you on that. Anyway, for, for my week, um, I'm coming back from, we did the DMR this weekend at JDL. Uh, you actually shouted out the video. You said you think it might go viral. We'll see about that. But How, How's it looking so far? It looked like it was doing good Like when I checked it earlier today. It is. It's actually performing the best out of my last 10 videos. So the video is doing really well. I kind of clickbaited it nicely. Um, anyone listening to this podcast should have probably already seen that JDL DMR video. Um, unfortunately, we really ran very poorly at that meet. Um, freshman kid tripped on the line and uh, they, they called back the race. So it wasn't a huge, huge deal, but it kind of got in his head a little bit. And I think that you understand what it's like sometimes when like, something just goes wrong and like mentally it, it kind of just messes with you, especially when you're younger. So he handed off really far back. And uh, from there I, I got the stick in last on the anchor leg and I caught up to the field, but after about a K into the mile, I kind of started to die off. So I, I split four Oh six disappointed with it. But, um, you know, I think it was like a little bit of a mentally draining weekend. So it was, it was, it drained a lot out of me, but exciting news is that we are actually you don't even know this but we are um gonna take one more stab at the dmr we're gonna actually fly to boston this week this is the first time i'm announcing this we're gonna fly to boston run a dmr on friday i'm gonna be running the 12 leg and then we're gonna have Wareham on the mile leg and then kenny on the eight and then lawrence on the four so we're just really gonna take one more shot at trying to qualify for nationals because it's, it's actually slow this year um for the NCAA for some reason. I think we need to run like 932 and then we have a really good chance at making it. So mm. if if we run 932 uh and make nationals, that'd be a just a really good moment. But you know, we're just gonna give it all we have. Um go in. It's high pressure, but at the same time it's like, you know, do or die. You know, like the season's gonna end at Big East. 
which is going to be Sunday, Monday, if uh, we, we don't make nationals. So then like, I'm either going to have a long block of training where I can kind of figure myself out. Uh, and it's not to say that I'm having a terrible season, but like, you know, sometimes it's good to get like a big block of training in. But if we make nationals, then that's awesome. Then the DMR has a good shot at like doing well. I think that we could do really well at nationals if we made it. But obviously the hard part's getting the time down. So that's yeah. that's sort of where my head's at. Um, and yeah, I mean, you totally understand that whole thing with just like, it's it's just it's very stressful trying to qualify things. But once you're there at the meet, I think that you can be successful. So on that, that that's sort of just like our weekly yeah. update. And the DMR is just about getting there. Exactly, exactly. So actually, I have um for, for this Q and A. Do do we want to give? Do we want to shout out names as well, or what do you think, Ray? A hundred percent. Shout out. Shout out some names. Um. Yeah, you don't you don't think so, or do you you want to shout out? No, I'll, I'll shout out their Instagram handles. So, I I think I'm just gonna jump into it, dude, because <laughs> we're both shoot, tired. Shoot, but this is uh, it's a, the first one, so this is kind of for both of us. We can both answer. Coming from Grant Craywick, Cray Craw Crawyak, Grant Crawyak. <laughs> sorry, sorry about the pronunciation. It's kind of hard, but it's a simple question. It just it's four by eight hundred or DMR. You go first. Okay, so in high school, I would have 100% said 4x8. In college, dude, it's 100% the DMR. Um, DMR is just so, I mean, you get a good mix of people on it. And, you know, that 400, it's just interesting. It's an interesting race to watch. It's really fun to run. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I would also agree DMR. I think it's like the best middle distance race out there. So I, I, I enjoy the DMR more than the four by eight because like a lot can happen. And it also shows like who is really the best middle distance team as a whole. It's not like just who are the best 800 legs. So I, I would agree DMR, but I, I think we both agree that we, we enjoy running the, uh, the four by eight and 800s. So, okay. This next question, Ray, it's just, it's directed right at you alone. <laughs> Subtweets. Or direct, so, direct subtweet, I guess. This is coming from Edward O2. He said, Ray, who is your coach? And you've answered this, so yeah. Um, it's it's Travis Mahoney from uh NJNY, Hoka One One. He was my high school coach and now he's helping me out. Um Yeah. Yeah, he's the homie. He's he's helped me a lot these like last couple months. Um and uh he's always like checked in and helped me out. Uh, since I've like left Georgetown, even when I was at Georgetown, but especially like since I've left Georgetown. So he's my coach. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And if you guys look up Travis Mahoney, he's like a legend in the running world. And um, you said that you were also, I, I didn't know. So he, he's coaching you right now, but you're also doing a lot of self coaching as well. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. So he, me and him, like, um, the past, like, I think since August, I've been helping out the Oldbridge boys. And, you know, having access to a guy like Travis, like, if you talk to him, he, he has a degree from Temple in uh, exercise physiology. So me and him uh, nerd out a lot on, like, the very technical and, like, scientific aspects of running. So it's nice having him kind of in the corner. Um, but I'm also kind of creating a lot of my own training with his almost uh, advice 
uh, supervision per se, um, which is nice because you know one day maybe I, I'll want to coach, um, you know, high school or maybe if I could coach like a college team or whatever I can end up doing, you know. So getting that knowledge now and uh, being able to test it out on myself is kind of really fun. I got, yeah, I completely forgot about that aspect though. Thank you for asking that, Spencer. No, no, I'm just trying to clarify. But yeah, no, I think that it's, you guys have a really cool thing going right now, and I think that like we're all excited to see what you know what you can develop into in the next couple of months with Travis's help and just doing your own thing. So this is another question targeted more towards you um it's by someone named win sanity he said what is ray's main goal for the summer for the summer um you know i i i gotta speak it to existence i kind of hate saying it but i i really would like want to make the olympic trials um and speaking of actually there's um they sent out a thing the usa tf people sent out a thing i have to fill out tonight um, with all the information to, to, to be eligible for like the Olympics, even though I probably won't make an Olympic team, got to fill it out, be hopeful. Um, so hopefully you could do that. And, you know, uh, what's your summer schedule looking like? Maybe we can hop in. Um, I don't think I can get like aerobically fit enough to like be around like sub four, but you know, worth a shot. Yeah. Well, and I think you just make a good point with like, if you talk yourself into something, then you have some chance of doing it. But like, if you're going to say like, if you don't believe that you can make the trials, then you're not going to make the trials. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's definitely. good. It's it's good that you're like, like doing the necessary things as if you were going to make the trials because like, a lot of life is about talking yourself into doing something and then just making it happen. It's sort of faking it till you're making it. Um, mm-hmm. And quickly before I say my summer plans, I actually kind of want to swerve off topic. Do you think that there's a chance because? The coronavirus is getting really bad, dude. And I keep seeing more and more stuff in the news. And some of my roommates, um, they're concerned that the Olympics might not happen this year. Yeah, I, I actually kind of agree that there's um, a good probability <laughs> if coronavirus keeps spreading uh, the way it was or the way it is that there won't be um, the Olympics. The Olympics will be like pushed off. And I think anybody who's ever played Plague Inc. Have you ever played that game? Plague Inc.? I've heard of that game, but I've never played it. <laughs> when you start, when you start fucking up the world with your like your disease, one of the first things that happens when it gets really infectious is that they cancel the Olympics for that year. It's actually kind of funny. Um, and I mean, even coronavirus has already canceled world indoors in China, which makes sense. Um, so I think there's definitely a chance. I've actually thought about this myself too, and it's you know the really crappy thing is like there's some people um maybe not who qualified for world indoors but like some people who might try to qualify for like the olympics or anything who might want to retire after this year and they just like won't be able to if uh coronavirus is still like a thing and the olympics get postponed would they cancel it or postpone it i think they would straight up cancel it honestly um you can't cancel the olympics can can you has an olympics ever been canceled is that a thing i don't know if an olympics has ever been canceled i know that the u.s has boycotted the olympics um in 1980 during like the cold war the u.s didn't go because it was going to be in russia but that's very different i no no olympics has ever been canceled or postponed due to anything other than war 
Yeah, which is I may, maybe they would postpone it till like October or something, but then it would be like the fall Olympics. Either way, I think it's fine. But like, it's scary, man. It's like that's a very real thought that the Olympics actually could be um like canceled. And I mean, once they find a vaccine for the coronavirus, then I think everything will be kind of fine. But like uh, several doctors have, you know, now it's really big. I think in Italy, it's kind of it's kind of gone crazy and uh it's just dangerous it's like it's nothing that i've really seen before um yeah it's also to italy i i mean i hate to like scare people more but it's probably really bad in a lot of countries the only reason italy is so bad and it's like um like shown is because they're actually testing everyone who like shows any remote signs of having the virus versus where like the US right now like we're not testing everyone um not to scare anyone but like we're not testing everyone i think you can only get tested in illinois california and like the one other place where they saw a case so like right now in jersey or dc like you know it could be spreading but no one would know just cuz they don't have the test kits there yet yeah that 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 is true i just know that's a really good point i i saw i read somewhere that like Italy has just quarantined the sh- the shit out of like everything, and like they're just like doing all they absolutely can to like figure out who has it and who doesn't. So that's why it kind of it seems like it's blowing up. But that yeah, that's eventually. I bet they're gonna start probably testing more people in the U.S. and w- when it becomes more of a global outbreak. But. I guess going off that topic of the coronavirus, back to what I was saying for just this summer for myself, I mean, I have the same goals as Ray. I want to make the Olympic trials. I think it'd be really cool if we linked up there, <laughs> recording an episode of the podcast like <laughs> before our prelims. <laughs> Imagine that in like the hotel. But um, this summer, I'm going to probably be home in Wilton, Connecticut, where I'm from, and just figuring out um like the the business thing that i'm doing uh i'm not going to get too much into that this episode but uh like the apparel company that i'm figuring out with my friend and also just like i'm going to try to figure out my living situation for next year by august and then hopefully have like a group of guys that i can train with um and like, you know, some sort of team that I'm on or some coach, like, it's just, it, that's a lot of things I'm going to figure out. So for the summer, I'll be kicking it at home, just like figuring out a lot of stuff. It'll be like the first time in my life that I can monetize off of YouTube and do brand deals and do, you know, the apparel company. So it's a lot of things that are going to just happen at once the moment I'm not an NCAA athlete. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably, I'm actually excited that I'm going to be able to be home this summer to like figure that out with my family and not just feel like, the world is coming down on me and like, I have to figure everything out at once. So, yeah. and, and like, you know, it, it's, it'll be fun. Honestly, like doing podcast stuff and I'm sure we're going to link up this summer. I, I would be surprised yeah, if, we didn't. if you're, if you're in Connecticut, I'll definitely, cause my I have family, I have family in stores or well, my grandparents are in stores and then they actually have a house in um Stonington. So I'm like, I guess that's far away from you. Cause you're like New York, Connecticut. But um, instead of like where they are, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you're close to me. How how far is your house from me? Like an hour and something. We're we're about ninety ninety or 
two hours away. We're close. So you can expect videos with, with Ray and I this summer for sure. And dude, I'm, I mean, getting, dude, I'm like, getting on the YouTube train again soon. I said it. I said once I get the mileage back, you know, and workouts start again, maybe two weeks of workouts. Because, you know, I, I have to actually, I haven't thanked everyone on the podcast, but like I haven't missed a day of training for the last six weeks, which I have never ran cons- this consistently like ever in my life. Um, and that's all because of everyone on like the podcast and shit. So shout out to everyone for that. That's that's like, dude, that brings a, a smile to my face that the podcast has kind of allowed you to do that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that that is actually really awesome to hear. And so I we originally had you saying to, to stay on your ass on Strava. Are do you have people constantly uh like responding to your Stravas or no? Yeah, dude. I got like there's an absolute like squad who just sneaks in the DM like every day. Like I actually have their name. Like Ben Bird 12 on Instagram. Um Josh that Behigley. Josh dot Begley Begley. Um and then on Strava, uh Dom Schluter, um Ryan dot underscore McGinley. Like so many people like hit me up on a daily basis and they're just like, yo, how's the run? Or like, dude, you were feeling shitty. And the really cool thing is like I followed them back and then like if they're having like not so good days, we kind of like I commented on their shit. So it's like fostered. Um, this podcast has really fostered a community for me and like Strava and Instagram, which is like super do- like the Internet's so cool, dude. That doesn't happen like in real life, you know? No, I dude. that's like that's like what literally all this is all about. Like at exactly. the end of the day, like it's all about like creating communities with like other people that have similar interests as you and just like that's what we are doing right here and like that's what like i just think it's cool that like you have been able to experience that because like experiencing a some sort of like community or like just like friendship with like the people that are listening in on this is like the best possible thing because that's what we want to do like i i would like to think that we could be friends with like everyone who listens to this podcast you know just and like to have the opportunity to to even see people or or like talk to them mm-hmm. online like I think that's just awesome. Like on both sides, on your side and on on the all the people you shouted out who are kind of like staying on your case and just like it's just cool. You, you you don't expect things like that to happen. So shout out to all you guys that are keeping Ray going and, and you're gonna dude, create a monster out of him. You're gonna get really fit really soon. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I feel like I don't feel like that good right now because I think I need to do like this like fifty miles for like probably like a month before I feel like like normal at this uh, this like volume um but you you know going back to what you were just saying it's like if you do listen to this podcast it's almost like you are you are kind of friends you know what i'm saying like because this is like how we talk all the time so it's almost like you're just sitting next to us you just can't say anything you know know what i mean yeah yeah it's like you're just like (laughs) you have no input (laughs) you're just listening to us talk and you just have to like not chime in when you disagree with what we're saying <laughs> or just chime in on the rating system um yeah before i shamelessly plug let me hop into another question um this is one coming from someone named kate underscore kerwan she said what do you do with yourself as an injured runner slash mental effects of being injured hmm that's a good one i think it's just about um Cause like, I, I feel like I'm around this a lot more with high school athletes. Um, but 
I think you have to just keep yourself active and realize that uh, it's it's a process and you can't rush back. You know, like it's it's really tough and it's like obviously like one of the shittiest things I think runners have to experience. Um, but it's I think it's just about staying within your means, um, respecting and just like acknowledging that the process is occurring, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. And when I made like my mental health video in the fall, one thing I completely forgot to mention, which was a huge aspect that a bunch of people commented on was how like met their mental health um declined a lot like due to injuries and injuries are like the root of like just like your mental health and and just like making you really in a bad place so i i think that like when you're dealing with an injury and you're going to be out for a specific period of time like for me the best thing i could do is just find different things to keep me distracted from running and um you know, just like stay talking to people and like try to have fun in other aspects of your life. I know like at the end of the day, like we all somehow center our lives around running and it's it's hard to like kind of be out of that headspace when you're injured, but sometimes it's just good to kind of give yourself some breathing room and allow yourself to just, you know, get healthy. And, and as Ray was saying, it's a process. You're going to get healthy over a period of time, but patience is everything you have to have patience you can't get too high or too low on yourself during injury and um i think talking to others and and just knowing that like it sucks like we all know it sucks talking to others about how it sucks honestly just embracing it in some ways so yeah and also too it's like it's also like not um it's not weird maybe or what am i trying to say it's like not a bad thing to like feel sad about it either though like it's very natural i think and like the ncaa has done studies on on um injuries and how they affect mental health and it literally like you are so much more at risk for mental health issues if you are injured so kind of acknowledging it sucks and if you need to find like the proper outlets whether that be um aggressively swimming in circles or you know talking to like a therapist or psychiatrist like it's just about knowing what's good for you and just going and doing and doing that yeah i totally agree with that so going off that one um we'll do a more kind of simple basic question coming from uh bradley 0910 he says and i don't really know the answer to this one you might know better than me Best shoes for workouts slash trainers slash spikes for races. I, you know, I'll go first. I'll just say I don't really think that, that that's a very subjective question. Um, totally depends on your shoe that you personally like that you can run. And I'm not going to suggest any shoe just because I don't want you to get injured if you start wearing the ones that I wear because you think that that's good, but it's not actually good for your feet. You'll probably have a similar response, but I, I don't think that there's like a a best type of shoe for any type of workout. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for like general training, probably the next percent. <laughs> and for working out, prob probably the next percent. <laughs> and and for races also the next percent. Don't I I kinda thought you were making a joke there, but now I definitely <laughs> do don't. Well all dude that Connecticut the next percent are crazy. Ran- the the Connecticut kid ran like sub nine in next percents. It's great. yeah. Shout like, out those um, shoes are ridiculous. I think Gavin Sherry is his name. 
two Connecticut kids, both of them are sophomores. They both broke nine in the state open meet and they both, um, they both wore next percents. So shout out Connecticut high schoolers. I'm, I'm still listening and following along on the, the high school scene. I know Hill house track and all that stuff, but yeah, no, that's like a pretty big deal nationally that, um, those two kids like ran in next percents. Like I was talking with Bonzi, our, my, the Georgetown coach about like what he thinks are like the shoes you should be wearing for a 3k or 5k and he's like you know like 5ks now i think that like half the half of people are starting to switch over to um next percent so for for racing at least um which is crazy to me but like it doesn't surprise me we we ray and i we've talked about next percents they're they're ridiculous you know well i could imagine like some people on instagram i've seen like um they put the spike plate on the next percent and if you put a spike plate on those shoes, like they should just be banned on the track too. That's ridiculous. You, they're probably so fast for five k, ten k. I can't imagine, and I've seen them as well. I just don't even know are they legal or not. Like I, most people are telling me they're not legal. The only reason I wouldn't want to get them is because a lot of them are like kind of made by like, like just like other people like in their own basement. So like I don't know how oh, legit yeah. they actually are. I mean, dude, you're taking a spike plate off a pair of victories and literally like super gluing it onto the next percent. Not yeah. directly. Like you're you're cutting you're cutting like the sole, you're making a place for the spike plate to go, and then you're super gluing it on so it's flush with the bottom of the shoe. Um, but like that's that has to be so crazy. It has to be so fast. Oh uh, dude, I can't imagine. I mean, like honestly, like Maybe I will just like buy some kids have hit me up on the DMs on Instagram asking if I'd like to buy it because they they like make them themselves. And I was sort of just hesitant, but maybe I should buy it anyway. um, Next question. This only would relate to you if you have seen them so far, but this comes from Pierce underscore Sim. He said thoughts on the Nike uniforms for the Olympics for the US. Oh, okay. So my take is... um... I feel like Nike is regressing design-wise on like a lot of their products right now. And I I like the difference that like those singlets kind of look and that, you know what they probably look fire in person. Like I bet if I got one I would be hyped, but like the most recent one, the blue with the red arrow dots, like I feel like that's like class it looks classic. And this new one just looks it looks like a regression to me. Yeah, I I kind of the first time I saw it, I kind of thought it looked really whack and not that cool. It kind of almost looked like purple because the blue and the red like meshed together and it was just like it looked messy. It almost looked like they were just like, I wouldn't say trying too hard, but it just looked like, I don't know, not super professional. Um, Have you seen the Kenya ones? Yeah, I was going to. Kenya ones look crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't wait. Yeah, the Kenyan ones. I don't know about those, dude. I don't. I don't like them at all. I. They, it just looks like. It looks like it's. It's like a chessboard or something. That's like, all their color. It just looks weird. I don't know, but you know, like, I think that like seeing them on actual Olympians, it might look fire. So who knows? I. That's. Do you do you like the Kenyan ones or no? I mean, I I think it's like different. It's just, I don't. I don't know. Like, if I was the head designer, like. If I was the head designer, it definitely wouldn't be like my first choice to do like these like geographic or ge- geographic, um, those like patterns that they just have, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't. Just I don't, definitely not my cup of tea. No, no. Oh, this is a funny question, Ray. So moving off of that, this is from Aiden dot Shadha. He said, "If you had to switch to either jumps, hurdles, or throwing, which would you pick?" Oh, okay. I jumps. What was it? Jumps, throwing, or jumps, hurdles, or throwing? Um. You know, I'm gonna be a pole vaulter. So that's jumps. That's it, dude. I would definitely not do hurdles. Um, I was watching one of our hurdlers today in practice. It's just so aggressive, so easy to hurt yourself hurdling, and just so like inconsistent. I know it's like one of the scariest events. Um, so no for hurdles for me. You took jumps. I mean, I would probably low key want to do jumps as well, just because pole thing's dope. But screw it, dude. I want to be the the world record holder in the javelin <laughs> uh, dude i honestly like i've seen some of the best like shot putters in the world and like i would do that too like the way those guys like the body composition of a thrower dude is the most insane thing like they're like the bumblebee like they shouldn't be able to do what they do like they're big but they're fast twitch but they're like quick and they're you know what i'm saying like it's just such a such a weird mix and I feel yeah. like it would just be really cool to be like able to abuse weight or like imagine if you could squat like 700 pounds. That wouldn't be cool. It's like a combination of like an incredibly like bulky, like, like absolutely jacked person, but with like very, very fast switch muscles as well. And yeah, just like, crazy. but, but with like a lot of strength. So I, I would love to be like a, um, like just a thrower, some some sort of throws. I think the javelin would be yeah, really dude, cool. Mondo Duplantis, Mondo Duplantis, bro, jumping over freaking thirty foot high poles and crap. I'd be, give me jumps, <laughs> give me jumps. All right, so this one's a little competition question hmm. by Trey Felton Six. You versus Ray in peak shape. Who would take the win in a one k? Me. I would say me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I I'll go first, but I just I think that first of all, I don't think Ray or I would never just give you that clout and say you'd beat me in a K and I you would never give me that clout and say that you would beat me in a K. So I, like, it's not even about clout, it's just like like what's your eight hundred PR? One forty nine one. I mean, if I take you through in 150, you're closing with me? Yeah, but there's... That might at be a certain cap. point, if it's I, like strength. Uh, I've run pretty quick. In a, I've, it's, I mean, look, I think that it's one of those questions that, like... It's a, it's a really good question, and that's why I even said it, because, like... I'll give you just, 1,200. It'd be very you close. You take 1,200. It, it, you definitely take 1,200, but K, bro? Come on. I, I think that we could both run a very good K, but I think that I would beat you. <laughs> I, I, I agree. It would definitely be like, it would be a good battle. It would be a good battle. It would be a great battle. I will, okay, I'll put it this way. I could see you beating me because like it is closer to an eight and you definitely have more speed than me, but like, like it wouldn't surprise me if you had, if you got strong enough, if you just like, grinded it out and just and just were able to take me through 
yeah, if we went out in 150, it'd be. I'd probably have a better chance. I'm not even going to focus on strategy. If you were strong enough, it would not surprise me if you could beat me in the K. But it also wouldn't surprise me if you could like run like 218 in the K if you got strong enough. So it's a great question. I think that is, um, that's a, that that that's that is the best question I've I've, I've heard. That is a crazy great. I question. like it too because it's usually Gray and I agree on everything, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a time on this podcast where we were like actually just in complete disagreement. A disagreement. I'm dude, I'm my words, you hear me today, I can't speak. I can't speak. I'm like making up <laughs> words. Okay, I'm going to keep going for more questions. Um a lot of so while I'm look, scrolling through it, it seems like a lot of people uh are asking just about like the next percents and stuff like that. Uh, we obviously already talked about them and they just like ask about tracks bugs, which really just makes me realize that like how big of a deal they are right now in like the running world. So that's interesting for me. Um, this one's a pretty simple we, we one. Might have to, it's from, we might have to no free clout Nike on this podcast and just ban, ban the, the next percent talk. <laughs> I know dude, it's, it's people just want to hear us talk about the vapor flies just because they're so crazy right now but and we talk about them all the time so maybe we'll keep talking about them but anyway so the the or thaler 40 said what age did you both start going all in for running um you can go first uh all in i think technically how old are you when you were a sophomore coming off freshman year like fifth 14 like you haven't turned, you haven't had your birthday yet. You're yeah. 14, right. So I, I ran um, freshman year of high school. I ran, or excuse me, I did football in the fall, and then I did like track. And I think my eight hundred was like one fifty eight. Um, and you know I didn't actually go all in. I actually started the year off playing football, and then three weeks into football, I was just like, "What am I doing?" And then I, and then I ran cross country. Um, and I think that's like why I ended up running. I ran 150 sophomore year, and that's I think that's like a big reason why I did cross. So that's when I went all in. Yeah, cool. Um, and for myself, I actually started running a lot earlier than Ray did. I started running in third grade. We have something called the Turkey Trot, and uh, it's basically just like a local race for our elementary school. I ended up winning that race, and then I kind of fell in love with the sport. But I guess. The question wasn't really that. It was when did you go all in? So I went all in and running when I was in like freshman year of high school because I was I was playing soccer, I was doing baseball and other sports up up until high school. But I, I didn't start like running running very very seriously until high school. So I actually I thought we didn't really have a similar response, but we low key did. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> dumb. Anyway. Um, let me give you another quick question, Ray, from Polly Walnut Seven. His question was, "What is the best workout recovery food slash drink?" I don't know what the best one is. I just know what I eat after a run that I like. I like so I usually just make um. I get back. I mean, first you have to refuel your glycogen. I believe it's called. That's what Mahoney would say at least. Um, so I think you have to eat things that have carbohydrates. Not sure though. I know what I do is I get home, I eat a peanut butter uh, peanut butter sandwich, 
And then I make a smoothie with uh, a lot of spinach, uh, pineapple, almond milk, um, chia seeds, pe- more peanut butter. Um, runners are like constantly in a um, caloric deficit. So I think uh, everyone should always work on just being able to eat enough food. Because it's like really interesting when you're not eating enough, especially after you're trying to do uh, when you're trying to recover, your body will always think it's kind of in survival mode and it will hold on to the fat on your body. So actually eating more sometimes can be the the cure to losing uh, more weight if you need to get rid of some fat on your body. I actually didn't know that, but that's a really interesting point. That's pretty good. Um I yeah, and I think that you also make a really good point with just like how like it's important to be eating enough. Plenty of times runners don't eat enough and it's just you become anemic and it's just not good for you. But for me, it's sort of like you just went off on like a tangent of healthy stuff, dude. You actually eat really well after you work out. I get Chipotle when I'm done with a workout. <laughs> And I like that's just right there proof that like you can I mean it's probably not ideal for me, but at the same time, like I'm getting my calories back. I'm getting like, you know, protein in and I mean I, I drink like I'll probably have like Chipotle and a soda. Sometimes I won't have a soda, but like I'm 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 like refueling the tank after a workout with, with stuff like that. So You I, could make the argument for a soda after um because the sugar will help you like re-energize almost yeah yeah that's that's sort of why i mentioned that and i'm I'm just like to mention that type of stuff just so people don't get so insecure who are listening about what they're eating and what they should be eating like i dude when you said peanut butter sandwich though i am craving a peanut butter sandwich with jelly right now that sounds so good but um it's it's like the most fire post run it's simple everything i do is simple like i do it usually before the run Cause I, I walk into my house and immediately like I take my blender out of the fridge and it already has everything in it. I slap it on the blender. It gets blended up. And like within five minutes of me running, it's like, I have like food and energy, you know? Yeah, that's it's, it is, it is truly a great post run post post workout meal. Um, so sorry about this slow I'm looking for one more question just to kind of end the show with. Um, Speaking of, someone asked me on my Strava yesterday, and I guess you, you haven't done this yet, but some someone said, has Spencer eased off his Chipotle addiction? Question mark. <laughs> so the, no. the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. Um, and actually, he, he had some more questions. He said, how do you guys prepare for the mental side of running? Yeah, I mean, that's the, I'm I'm as I'm scrolling through – uh the the questions that people have been asking every it seems like everyone's been sort of asking that similar type of question and it goes back to what we were saying earlier about um that question that someone else had about just like injuries and just how do you deal with the mental side of running it's just not getting too high and not getting too low on yourself after the the highest of highs and the lowest of lows the, the people that are the most even keeled tend to be the most successful because they can just handle the the i think ups and downs well because running is such an emotional sport clearly that like if you just like can't take it after a certain period of time it's going to drive you nuts so almost just like disassociating results with emotions it's really hard to do that especially after good ones and bad ones but like 
it's just a long it's it's so many it's and then like i'm gonna transition this into saying it's the process then you have to follow that and maybe people want us to break it down more like and say some magical answer but like it's i think that the the quicker you learn that running is just a very cliche uh sport with like the way that you need to be to get successful the be- like the sooner you're going to be in the right mindset so that that's sort of my long-winded response it's just it's it's the same old sort of answers but um do you have anything to add on that um no not not really um i could think of like i'm not sure because I interpret that question maybe with staying like positive and um, not like letting setbacks kind of hurt you. And I I guess I was going to give like one one of my tips I've kind of noticed in the past few weeks is just logging everything every day is um, like helped me be more positive about running as a whole. Just because it's like when you see your progress kind of build up over time, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It just feels good. Yeah. That, that's a good I think. Yeah, writing stuff down. That, that 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 is a good thing to do. That that everyone should have have some sort of log, so then you can kind of see what's working for you, what isn't working for you. That I like that a lot. Um, well, we can end it on this question. It's uh this one that I'm about to ask because it's a it's a pretty good question. Mm. Ag a dot gale ninety eight asks, what was the all time best workout for each of you? Loving the podcast, by the way. Shout out to you, A.Gale98. Thank you for enjoying the podcast. Ray, you want to take this one first? I think we've both talked about our best workouts, but I want you yeah, to... Yeah, we, we have, but... Oh, you know, the two I go to always are like my two best ones. Um, You know, <laughs> I think... Now, I'm kind of blanking on the workout. Do you remember that one workout... Um, you weren't in my group. Um, it was with 800 guys. It was with Brennan. It was supposed to be with Joe, but Joe wasn't there. I had a really good workout. It was right after indoor. Do you remember that? You might not remember that. I actually, okay. Sorry. Scratch everything I just said. My first VO2 max at the polo field was one of the best workouts I've ever had ever period. Okay. Do you want to quickly say what the workout was? You probably remember it more than me. I just remember I closed it in like four something. Like I closed in like four forty or four thirty highs. I don't know what it was, dude. I can't. I, my best one was that four eight four. Like I'll never run better than that four eight four closing in like twenty six fifty one point twenty five. Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Two four two. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, this has been a little yeah. jumbled. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're referring Jesus to Christ. that. I think that I think that the the polo fields VO two workout it was like mile at like four forty five or four fifty, and then maybe like four by one k at like two fifty something, two fifty low, and then like all out mile. And I think Ray ran like four thirty eight or something like that. That does that sound somewhat maybe like what it could be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds very, very close. And then I ended up running Paul Short AK in twenty four forty eight or fifty two. Yeah, which know. which was really impressive at the time because you just hadn't. Uh, you you were good at cross in high school, but just underrated. For myself, um, I think I've said this one before. I, I won't say the two four two workout or like an eight by four workout. I'll say that my best workout was. Junior year, I with Nick and Amos, we worked out at Virginia. We weren't racing. We decided to work out that day. Um, or Bonzi just 
we weren't going to race, so he had us come, but work out. We did, we did uh, three by mile, and we went four twenty nine, four twenty six, four seventeen. So that was that was probably my best workout because it was a strength workout, but it was also really fast. So I was I was hyped about that one. But um, guys, thank you guys so much for for being interactive with us on this episode. I hope that everyone that asked the question is listening. Um, shout out to all of you guys. We we really would have liked to get to more questions. A lot of them are kind of jokes. I'm reading through. I'm not going to say anything, but um, are, are, read, read a funny one. Come on, throw a funny one. Give 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 some. Some of them are mean, dude. So I don't know who these are from. One person said Ray and I like like I because I said questions for the podcast for Ray and me. I think it actually is Ray and me, but yeah, it's it's Ray and me because no, it, it's Ray and I. Are you sure it's not Ray and me? Because don't you say like questions? Questions for I? No, for yeah, me. Questions for me. So yeah, whoever I'm not going to even say, but whoever's trying to call me out on that uh, grammar, I think that I'm low key right, and you're not. One person said thoughts on Reich. <laughs> Thick boy. Reich is a person on our team. Is your D long? <laughs> like just stupid. My mid, my, my my mid D is. <laughs> um, just things like that. One person said, I don't know if you know this person, dude. This person was coming for your throat. I it's kind Go of ahead. mean that it's from Ryan.burger. They said, How was Ray fat at Georgetown? <laughs> Question. Mark. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I no, that's a serious question. That's 100% a series. That's not even coming. I think that's like a serious question, which I think it was like relative, relative to how much I weighed in high school. Like I ran my PR at like 168 <laughs> and in high school I was running at like 156. Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, it, when we say I was fat, like I wasn't obese, but, or like by any means, um, but at that weight, I was kind of struggling to like drive my knees up. Um, and I was kind of like skipping, like the fact that I ran 148 it with in the mental headspace I was in combined with how much I weighed and how like I couldn't drive my legs is like insane. The fact that I ran 148 is insane. I'm not sure if you agree with that, but I feel like it was insane. I feel like I, I like, I, dude, I was like the bumblebee. I defied gravity. <laughs> I defied gravity. So that, that's what I think. Um, I think, I, I think that's a serious question because we always, we always reference that on the pod. I forget, but yeah, no, I think probably because you just, I mean, the, when would you say the answer is just like you weren't in a good mental headspace and just college? Yeah, bro. I could, I was in such a shitty like place mentally. I was having trouble like eating food. So I ended up like, and the calf is disgusting. Um, so I ended up eating like a shit ton of ice cream all the time. I, you remember that? You don't, do you remember how much ice cream I used to eat? Yeah. You'd always have like a bowl of ice cream with every meal you had. That's true. Yep. I, I would have a bowl of ice cream and I barely ate anything in the calf because it was all just fucking like nasty. Um, so. Diet definitely was not on point at Georgetown at all. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm sure that there's a lot of people will come out who listen to this and say similar stories. That's just it's it's just hard. It's a combination of college and then being a runner here and trying to figure everything out and stress. So, kind of a sad way to end up. 
but um no nah, we lit now though my diet's a1 i'm happy as shit i'm lit dude no you're doing like, i think i think things are are really looking up for all of us hopefully for everyone so. listening as well but um guys thank you so much again for listening to the athlete special podcast i am spencer i am here with ray as you guys know we do this every week so we love a rating um it really helps us delve into a bigger audience and uh we want to share our our running knowledge if we even have any with more people and uh continue to interact with you guys on this cool way that we can yeah some of you guys listen you listen to us like every week and you have you you haven't sent it to your friends come on you're you're our friend remember you're your, come on just send it to your friend come on come on <laughs> Come on. (laughs) All right. See you later, everyone. (laughs) Wait, stop recording. (laughs) Well, that sounds so funny. (laughs) You were like, come on. (laughs) Fuck.